your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Winnipeg Jets your first listen of the day every day. We're here for you all week, and you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Drop us a like, follow, subscription, review, whatever it is you want to do on your favorite podcasting platform of choice so that you never miss another Locked On Jets episode. We love and appreciate you and all the support you give us, so thanks for listening. On tonight's podcast, we are going to talk a little bit about Winnipeg's last preseason game. Um, Not a whole lot, I think, that we're going to, I guess, glean from this because... Let's be honest, I think the team is pretty much ready to just go to the regular season. I don't think that we got Winnipeg's best, but there are some uh, some notes to kind of think about for the upcoming season. Maybe a couple of players that I thought I wasn't super impressed with, and maybe I have some a couple of minor concerns about some of the veterans. Not everyone is going to be falling under this category, and maybe guys are just not really clicked on and engaged because, well, it's preseason. The guys are seldom going at 100%, but even still, there were some effort issues and stuff. And starting off with the first period, it was a strange one because Winnipeg basically took an immediate penalty and then almost just as immediately conceded a power play goal, which, not great. Uh, Logan Stanley tried to block a, a passing lane down low, and unfortunately, the puck sort of deflected off of his stick and found Andrew Mangiapane literally right in front of Hellebuck. Hellebuck uh, didn't really have much of a shot because Mangiapane received the puck in such a way that he was able to just sort of curl it around the, the right pad, and it was in. So, unfortunate. That's kind of how it goes, though, with this team. Let's uh, Let's be honest, the penalty kill, not really one of Winnipeg's profound strengths. And then the Jets did kind of have a couple of good minutes for, like, even-strength chance creation. I thought they had some really good low-slot shots. Um, but the the penalty kill stuff kind of became another problem again. Winnipeg had another situation where I think it was Toninato taking a penalty, and, and then, of course, Calgary scored pretty shortly in on that one. And what's super unfortunate about that uh, that second goal was that the Jets had already had a couple of power play opportunities at this point. You would think that maybe Winnipeg would capitalize on it, but unfortunately for them, well, wasn't really impressed with the overall effort. Felt like guys were misplaying a lot of passes, there was general sloppiness in possession, and the power play just didn't really get going. One thing that is a bit confusing to me is why Winnipeg keeps trotting out two defenders on the power play. I, I don't know why this continues to be a thing. We've seen it for the past couple of games, and I'm not really sure if it's something that the Jets are just trying out because... I don't know, they want to see if one of these guys can maybe be like a one-time option on the circle, but either way, not super impressed with it. I don't really think having another defender is the right kind of aggression. As much as I love having Vili Heinola on the power play, maybe not having Nate Schmidt with him at the same time is more helpful than, you know, trying to put a couple of guys who are, uh, you know, while they are skilled shooters at times, I would think you'd look for like a more natural goal scorer. Maybe not using your uh, second defender to try and fill that right face-off circle one-time option would be wiser. You know, look for a, a goal scorer, like a natural shooter, not a defender. So, uh, kind of a strange pattern that we've seen with this team. 
and it was one of the few things that I think really stood out. As far as players who stood out, I'll, I'll go through the list of guys who I wasn't super impressed with first. Um, and again, I don't know that this is really much to be concerned about right now. It's just this is the end of preseason, and I think guys are kind of like tired and raring to go for the regular season. They just want to sort of get tonight over with without getting injured. But Shifley wasn't really engaged. Felt like he was just kind of at like 50%, I would say. Um, also thought most of the team was that way, especially a lot of the veteran players. Pionk was kind of bad. As much as I love real deal Neil, he's been pretty rough in preseason, which, yeah, I mean, as long as he doesn't do this in the regular season, I don't really care all that much. But of course, this is a good tune-up opportunity. And if his form continues, I might be a little bit concerned throughout this regular season. Brendan Dillon is going to be a really good stabilizing partner. And let's be honest, we've seen Pionk at his best. I imagine that's what we'll get again. But if his form dips this year, wouldn't be super optimal, and I would actually, you know, advocate for putting Dylan DeMello higher up their lineup. And even DeMello has had a couple of rough games here and there throughout preseason, so I'm inclined to believe it's just a small blip. Guys are kind of finding their feet, getting back in the shape of things, and it's not really a, a preseason that they take super, super seriously. I mean, they, they are going to put a lot of effort into it because some of these guys are competing for bigger roles, but for the most part, they're not going to go as intensely as they might during like a playoff game or something. So, you know, I'm not going to kind of torch them over it. But there were some guys that I thought really had some serious jump tonight. I thought Pierre-Luc Dubois had one of his stronger games. His net front drive was good. He had a really good uh, power play sequence where, actually, I think it was Pionk mishandled the puck at the line, and it was on a clear breakaway but Dubois hustled, got back, and actually made a phenomenal defensive play to prevent a shorthanded breakaway goal. I also thought Heinle looked very active. He had some really good offensive shifts, a couple of power play scoring opportunities that were great shots. In general, I thought his body positioning and defense and certainly in transition was good. He was kind of rubbing out guys along the wall. All the stuff you like to see. And one of the other young guns, Cole Perfetti, also super impressive. Every time Cole was uh, given a chance to create a really good shooting or passing lane, he took it. And I, I think, you know, on a night in which the Jets didn't really create a ton of scoring chances throughout the first 20 minutes or so, I thought that line with Perfetti was one of the most dangerous. He had this, like, really cool spinorama pass that, quite honestly, I don't think Stastny was ever expecting. Like, he almost set up blindly, and it was actually right on target, except Stastny just wasn't set to receive it at all. And that's just part of Perfetti's genius of being able to improvise plays like that almost without even looking. I mean, he really is one of the best uh, playmakers and creators that I think the Jets have ever drafted, so I am very excited to see him in the NHL sooner rather than later. Um, aside from that, the last guy I was impressed with is our uh, perennial favorite, Nikolai Ehlers. I mean, this dude just doesn't really seem to quit. Even when he has a rough game, he's usually active in trying to do something, even if it's not always, you know, the most optimal solution. But in tonight's game, he was dangerous. He was pulling off some pretty nice moves, had some good scoring opportunities, just seemed very active and engaged uh, in general throughout the preseason. I thought he's looked very good. So, yeah, I mean, Ehlers just kind of doing what he does best. The, the period, unfortunately, didn't really end favorably for the Jets. They were still down 2 nothing thanks to those uh, power play mistakes and, and certainly a general lackluster play. I was kind of falling asleep, to be honest. It was a little bit hard to stay awake, but, you know, the next period certainly held promise for the Jets to maybe get something going, maybe some more positive uh, momentum heading in the right direction. I know it's the last game of preseason. I know the team is just wanting to move on and get to the regular season, but I still think it's not a bad idea to try and see these games out and get a, a nice result. So 
Here's hoping that when we check in again for the second period, the Jets will actually at least scratch out a goal. That'd be nice. Before we check in on the middle frame, though, I did want to tell you about why you should be using the free GetUpside app and how you can make money just shopping for gas. Hey, Winnipeg Jets fans, this is Harrison Lee with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just log on and download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code HOCKEY and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and again, use promo code HOCKEY to get your $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and many other brands. Getting started seriously couldn't be easier. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code HOCKEY to get your 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank and start saving. There's never been a better time to save at the pump, and all you need to do is download GetUpside for free at the Google Play or App Store. Download GetUpside today. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day every day. We're currently checking in on the Winnipeg Jets against the Calgary Flames in their final preseason game. Thank goodness it's finally almost over. As much as preseason can be fun for prospects and stuff, it's uh, occasionally a bit of a drag when your team is struggling to look competent. As it stands right now, the Winnipeg Jets are still down 2-0 to the Calgary Flames, which, uh, you know, based on the first period, I don't think anyone's too shocked. The team just doesn't seem super engaged. I think everyone kind of wants to just get this game over with and move on. Uh, and honestly, the most notable thing of this period was that Nikolai Ehlers kind of got injured a couple of times. First time he actually went into the boards pretty hard. Mangiapane got tied up with him, and Ehlers sort of led shoulder first right into the bottom of the boards, which, yeah, that's a little bit scary. You can fracture and strain stuff and break stuff pretty easily doing that. I don't know what it is, man. Every time we play the Flames, like, one of my favorite Jets just somehow gets injured. Ehlers then had a second altercation that sent him to the locker room briefly to get some repairs. Uh, he got tied up with Jacob Markstrom, poking the puck after the whistle a little bit, and of course, all of Calgary descended upon the entire goal crease. There was what looked like a car wreck pileup of around 30 bodies on top of Ehlers, which is not something that I ever want to see again. And uh, then Ehlers went down the tunnel and didn't come back. So I don't know if he'll be back in this game. I think he's honestly fine. It's probably just getting some repairs to his face, uh, being cautious. Honestly, it's not really relevant that he comes back to this game. Just kind of let him sit keep him protected. He's one of our most important players. There's not really anything to gain from him getting injured in what really amounts to like a meaningless game. Besides, I would rather see Cole Perfetti get a promotion. I, I don't know if you've been watching this game at all. If you have, you're honestly a trooper. It's kind of uh, a rather boring affair, and the Jets haven't really done a whole lot, but Cole Perfetti, man, I've struggled to find a game where he's had a bad outing. I mean, he just seemingly consistently, no matter what role you give him, performs at a high level. His vision, his, his scoring chance creation, his mobility in between defenders, his vision and spatial awareness. He's just an elite talent, and I think it just naturally bleeds through on the ice. Whenever he's paired with actual skilled players, he creates a ton of opportunities, and it's crazy that he's not really competing for a spot. I know that Maurice recently said something like, everyone who's currently in camp right now will get NHL time this year, but if Perfetti is not considered somebody who's in the top nine or even the top six already, what chance does he really have to make an impact? And I feel like Perfetti is 
honestly playing at a level that's just about better than everyone on the team. And, you know, the only player who really comes close to what Perfetti's been able to do on a pretty regular basis is somebody like Nick Ehlers. And I find it puzzling for me because, like, Perfetti is actually a very Paul Maurice kind of player. He's super industrious. He's super smart. He's very hardworking. He does a ton of defensive work. And, like, I know that he's a little small and is kind of considered undersized, but he's really physical in the corners, and it's not like he ever backs down from a challenge. Perfetti just seems to love getting involved, he wants to be a creator, and he's honestly a genius when he's in possession. So, I feel like for him not to make this team, it's honestly a missed opportunity. And I know people will say, well, we'd rather have him playing first-line minutes in the AHL, which I don't disagree with if he's not going to be playing at the NHL level, but here's the thing with this. Right, I think for Perfetti, there's not much that he has to do at the AHL level. You can argue about like pro-level development of his characteristics and physical traits and stuff, and like his conduct, and certainly how to be a pro if you go to the moves, which is certainly a really important part of things. But he doesn't really have a lot of time in his schedule to focus on physical development, which he's probably already doing during COVID. And I think the other thing with him is that he's kind of rare for a number of reasons. For one thing, he's super advanced for his age. And I don't just mean in terms of technical skill and stuff. He's a really mature kid. Everything that I've heard from him and, and heard about him is that he's just a consummate pro at a very young age. And he's got the right temperament for this, this line of work in business. So I feel like if anyone was ever cut out to be an NHLer from almost day one, it's Perfetti. He had a season of development with the Moose, he already showed that he could play at the pro level and improved really rapidly, and now what we're seeing with him at preseason, it's just sensational. I don't really say this very often, especially about super young players, but Perfetti might legitimately be too good for the Moose, and not because the AHL isn't challenging in some way, it's just that if you're looking for value out of your top players, and how can you make the best lineup, the most competitive lineup, I don't really see how there's an option for the Jets that does not include Cole Perfetti. He's just too darn good. All of the skill that he brings, his defensive work rates, his passing and vision, and his shooting, I mean, he's just an elite offensive talent, and he is the exact kind of player the Jets desperately need. I know that the Jets are trying not to rush him, but I think he's genuinely capable of playing NHL games. And even if he struggles, you know, just send him down. You already know that he's going to dominate at the AHL level. Let him prove that he's ready for the next step in his trajectory and really the development journey. I think that's where he's at right now. I think the only way that he's really going to do more is if he's given the chance to do more. And until he gets the opportunity with the Jets, it's not going to come. I'm sure I'll have more thoughts on this as we march towards the uh, the regular season start, and we'll see if he actually does get a game or two. I'm hoping that he does. But if not, I feel like the Jets are kind of missing on a great opportunity. So, you know, give me your thoughts on this. Let me know what you think. Should Perfetti be with the Jets sooner rather than later? Be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Who knows, maybe I'll show up with a free Perfetti sign if the Jets come around DC. As it stands for now though, we still have one more period of Jets hockey, and I'll talk about what happens in the remaining 20 minutes in just a moment. Before then though, I thought you should hear about why Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Are you someone who loves protein bars? Are you tired of all of your favorite protein bars tasting like ash and dirt? Maybe you're ready for a change. And as a fellow protein bar appreciator, I can tell you that Built Bar is your best alternative. It's the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar, with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. It comes in several delicious flavors like salted caramel, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and so many other great flavors. 
Built Bar often releases very special limited edition, limited quantity flavors that once they're gone, they're gone for good. So stay tuned to their social media platforms and their website to make sure you never miss another flavor. As delicious as Built Bars are, they're even better for you. With most bars clocking in at around 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and 17 to 18 grams of protein. Built Bars are perfect for every lifestyle, whether you're looking to maintain or lose weight. Placing your order couldn't be easier. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Place your order today for the best tasting protein bar on the market. When it comes to the wild, wild west of online betting, you need to know that there's a safe, reliable name that you can trust every single time. That's why you should put your trust in BetOnline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action coming up. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. What's not to love? From football, basketball, boxing, and more, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Getting started couldn't be easier. Just register for a free account at BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus when you register at BetOnline.ag for the first time. Log on to BetOnline.ag to start winning today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out tonight's last preseason game, Winnipeg versus Calgary. Some closing thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, you've, you've kind of seen at least or at least heard part of this game. I said it was mostly boring, and the third period did pick up for the Jets. I thought that there was a lot more action. We even had a Logan Stanley goal, if you can believe it. It'd be cool if Stanley could actually score against other teams not named the Flames, but hey, we'll take it. It was a nice little snipe. Seemed to catch Markstrom off guard. Unfortunately, right after that, the Jets conceded a third goal, so any hope of like a comeback or something kind of got dashed right then. But you know, it is what it is. This was one of those games where I don't think anyone particularly cared about the outcome. I think most everyone was just kind of go through it and, and sort of get it over with, right? Ehlers did not come back out for the third period. I would hope it's mostly precautionary. I don't think he's seriously injured. If he is, it's going to be a serious problem for the Jets because the season starts next weekend. Let's be honest, when this team doesn't have him, he'll be, you know, kind of one of the, the critical pieces of this team that makes the offense move. So I would imagine Cole Perfetti would have to draw in, which is great for Cole. Not so great if you're Winnipeg and you're losing one of your key playmakers. At least for this game, though, the Jets just kind of, I mean, they tried. They had a couple of nice stretch plays. I thought that there were some good scoring chances. Both goalies made a couple of decent saves. Uh, I feel like Hellebuck probably didn't like some of the goals against tonight, but there's not a whole lot that he could do on most of them. So it is what it is. I think heading you know into the regular season, the Jets aren't really going to be too concerned about their preseason form. It's been a little bit leaky. I think guys are still getting used to the lineup changes. Certainly the new arrivals are still uh, warming up to the systems. Dylan had a rough night. I thought Schmidt wasn't exactly stellar either. Um, but that's the same for a lot of the veterans too. Everyone was just generally pretty mediocre. So I think the most important thing for the Jets is just to remain healthy, get through until next Wednesday, and, and start off the season on a strong foot. I would like Winnipeg to obviously have a really good Pacific Division trip. This division is definitely on the weaker side, and I could see the Jets easily winning a couple of early games, getting a nice record as they open up the season, and get themselves on the right foot for what should be a playoff year. Um, I know that the Jets have made the postseason the past couple of years, but let's be honest, it's never really been super convincing. This time, I think it might actually be. If you missed tonight's game, you didn't really miss a lot. 
Um, you know, Perfetti was great. Heinle, I thought, was pretty good. Dubois had a solid game, um, but nothing too exciting. I mean, it is what it is. It's preseason. It's finally over. We're actually starting to get into the real regular season next week, so you'll be tuned in for plenty of coverage, I hope. We're going to talk all about the Jets as they go through the season, but I'm also going to tell you my early thoughts on NHL 22 for all of you gamers out there wondering if it's going to be worth the 60 bucks. I'm a little bit mixed on the thought process so far, but we'll see as I dive deeper into it and maybe something cool will happen and I'll fall in love with it. For tonight's podcast, though, that is going to do it. Thanks for making Locked On Winnipeg Jets your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms. As always, thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.